This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 72 for the week of April 8th, 2007. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and... Everything. 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 Dragon Ball. In hopes of enlightening in a little bit of... Entertaining. I am Mike Labrie. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. Really? And to my... Yeah, perhaps. The internet's Vegito EX. On tar and tar webs. And to my less than proverbial north. What? (laughs) Yeah. North. Yeah. Yeah. Julian, how you doing? Oh, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know, alive and well up here, concentrating on work. Good stuff. It's good to hear from you. We missed you last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was uh, in the middle of a performance. Ah, such is true. Such is true. Well, let's say hello to everyone else. As usual, we have Mary to my less than proverbial right. Greetings. Greetings. Oh, man, that was way too Space Ghost for my liking. It was nice, though. (laughs) And to my less than proverbial also right, more right than my proverbial right, continuing to write as I turn in the right, Jeff. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good, good stuff. So, folks, I think we need to discuss something. Uh-oh. Yep. Yeah, you're all in trouble. We busted. No, no, no. Oh, it's not no. True. We need to discuss something very important, something we've been receiving a lot of feedback about. It involves a previous episode. I think we need to get this out in the open. So let's just go with it here, okay? Mm-hmm. Folks, we know there are stupid people online. All the dubbies are coming out of the woodwork and saying things like, Oh, God, don't pay attention to those you know, responses on the YouTube video you're receiving. You know, the, Those are just the minority, blah, 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 blah. Well, There's actually good. some cool people out there, blah, 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 uh, blah. That's blah, good blah. to know. It is. But here's what I got to say. I've been doing my site for over nine years now. None of this is news to me. <laughs> like, I have seen so many different types of people that this, it's actually not surprising to us. It's very expected. But I greatly appreciate all those kind of comments we've been receiving. It's nice to see um, people out there enjoying the things we do and actually um, enjoying the things we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to share that little bit of information with all of you. So thank you for your support. Any cool stuff going on this week? Um, well, I did the presentation of the research I did last summer. Ah, and... Went over pretty well. Very cool stuff. Now, you did a little bit of this at Anime Next, I believe, correct? I did some of it, yes, uh, asking people questions and, you know, annoying them, but I think it was well worth it. Didn't the uh, dealers not want to talk to you? The guy at the Japanese bookstore was very dismissive of me. <laughs> uh, like, um, well, would you like to speak with me for a minute? No. Uh, I'm busy. <laughs> Uh, well, well do, do, you, do you really think that all the people who are checking out the books here can actually read Japanese? Yes. <laughs> okay. Let me guess. This is the uh, Kinu Kuniya guys. Uh, well, it was the Sasuga guys. Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't have suspected that. But, but it went over good? Mm-hmm. good but there were other people who were willing to talk to me in there. Like, the sword dealer guy was right. uh, very talkative, and he actually became a very good spot in my uh, little thesis there. Awesome. Sweet. Now I've got to get back to work on the real thesis thing, which is an expansion of my last semester's thesis, but ah. we'll get to that. Well, good luck. You are on your way towards... Graduating. Graduating, indeed. So good luck with that. Thanks. The rest of us, uh, any stuff? Dragon Ball stuff? I put Haru Kanaru Goku Densets in my DS. Oh, you did? I did. I played it for a little bit. And? 
and I can't read Japanese. Uh-huh. Well, Aww. this is true. Yeah. But uh, I played a little bit of the first stage there, and it's very cute. And uh, I think I kind of have the basics down of how to play it. I think it's going to be a very cool game. Probably nice. be helpful to play it in English, though. Not like some of the other games where you can play through the whole thing, no problems in Japanese. I'll probably learn the basics in the Japanese one and then move on to the English one when it comes out. So it might be quite some time before you even get around to reviewing this properly. Yeah, I may wait until the English one to do a full review on it. But mm. as, as I play it and have any more thoughts, I'll definitely let people know. Well, my remotely Dragon Ball-related stuff ties into the news, so... Um, Hold off on it. Nothing, nothing in that respect, but other stuff? I don't know. Just a regular work week. Yeah, mm. and it's over, and now it's the weekend. That's right. Three Other people days. keep yes. saying Happy Easter, and I keep not knowing how to respond because I don't keep really. Forgetting. I, don't, well, I keep forgetting, and I don't really celebrate it. Other than you know, we have dinner at my parents'. Is right. I'm like, what is a holiday? <laughs> Why are we uh, uh, Happy <laughs> Easter? Jesus and... died for your sins, damn it! Oh shit! And I had meat tonight. I'm going to hell on Good Friday. That's okay. I don't Ooh. even follow that slant, so I'm going straight to hell anyway. Okay. See you there. Well, well, here's my contribution. Hell. Happy Zombie Jesus Day, everyone. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and with that, I think that we can't get any more spectacular than Happy Zombie Jesus Day. <laughs> so let's move on into the news. <laughs> Mary. Mike. Your mom rocks. Oh, I know this. I am so happy to have the mom that I have. So, Mary, what happened? <laughs> I think it was um, Wednesday, I believe. Um, first thing in the morning, I get to work and I check my email. And I had an email from my mom. It was CC'd to my work address, my, my personal email address, and Mike, his AOL address. Right. Like, what's my mom emailing, you know, us about? It just said something, I forget what the subject was, maybe it was just like DBZ video on AOL. Right. She said, oh, I logged into AOL this morning and this was on the main screen and there was a link to like some DBZ video. Now at work I couldn't view this or anything, so um, I just kind of clicked on the page where it was and tried to infer what was right. what was on it. I kind of played the first few seconds at work when no one was looking, but I have no <laughs> audio, so all I saw was, oh, okay, it's about video games. Right. So, yes, it was a, a video hosted on AOL, but not made by AOL, right. in regards uh. to Dragon Ball Z video games. Ooh. It was uh-huh. about three minutes long, kind of a retrospective video, basically starting with Final Bout's release in 1997 in the U.S., and kind of going through mostly the PS2 games, because that's what there really is. And they touched a little bit on the Game Boy Advance and DS games. Now, first problem I had, Naruto. It can't get good when someone's... That's not English. <laughs> me, me saying can't get good is about on the level as saying Naruto. So that's me making a literary commentary on the video. Right, right. nice cover-ups. Ex- yeah, see exactly. That, see how smooth that was? Anyways, it was all filled with the Budokais and the Tenkaichis and... Oh, they can't say anything. Sparkling. Sparkling, yeah. Everything was pronounced incorrectly from beginning to end, but what do you expect? Uh, I think someone on the forum made some comment, like, everything that was stated in the video was like the first paragraph in the game's Wikipedia entries. I thought that was amusing. (laughs) It's probably true. So it wasn't that well-researched, other than they had a couple actual clips of gameplay for most of the games. Hmm. So what was the point uh-huh. of this thing's existence, and why go on the main page of AOL? That's a great question. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. I never thought it, 
you know, of DBZ as a huge video game franchise. I knew it was, you know, kind of popular. Right. But not like, oh my god, let's make a little video right. on AOL you know, for Some it. of the games have been getting some great acclaim from, you know, major news and gaming outlets. Really? Yeah, they get some good mm. scores. So, hey, it may be bigger. Just like we take for granted how big the series and the property in general was in the U.S. a few years ago. I think probably because I played the Japanese versions of the games and we're kind of secluded in playing those, we don't realize how big the American versions are over here, too. I mean, they're not massive on a on a Tekken or a Soul Calibur kind of level, but I think they're pretty big. So Actually, cool. that does make a lot of sense because they are highly available. Yeah. Especially nowadays. I mean, I, I definitely see ads almost everywhere for them. Uh, yeah. I just take it for granted because it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's just... Hey, it's just Anime random ads. Games, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So you guys can check out that video if you want. We will have a link to it. We have a link on the homepage of the site already. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, all it does is fuel my fire of wanting to make a better one. Indeed. Yes. Yep. And you should. And that will be a project in and of itself that will mm-hmm. consume weeks uh, and weeks. After AMV crunch time. Yes. It that's will never end. Do. That's what I'll do. I already have plans on how I'm going to do it all. Let's move oh, on. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you terrify me. Some more news. <laughs> Uh, we talked a little bit about the Spanish Funimation releases last week, but just wanted to point out some other stuff. I know Rachel on our, our forum and in our chat was talking about this, some other people. The two volumes that are listed, El... Julian, you have better pronunciation, so I'll let you do them. Uh, the first one is El Encuentro de los Saiyajin, and the, or De los Saiyajin, if you want. And uh, the second one, uh, apparently they have written as El Pan de Piccolo, but we're going to assume that they meant El Plan de Piccolo. <laughs> right. Piccolo and the bread don't kind of go hand in hand there. (laughs) But the observation that people are making is that the proximate translations of these from Spanish to English are very similar to the two titles of the first two volumes of the Ultimate Uncut Edition. So this just kind of lends more credit to the... Are they putting out a side release of the Ultimate Uncuts with just the Mexican dub? We really have no information beyond that. These two listings are on right stuff, and they're like 10 bucks, and it says they come out in May. So that's what we're going to leave you with for that bit of news. The only other bit of news I want to point out this week, and it's one of those by-extension Dragon Ball-related things, is that the PSP got a drop in price. It is now $169.99 for their quote-unquote core system. And as we know, because we listen to Dai Zenshi X the podcast, even when we forget about it, Shin Budokai Another Road, which is Shin Budokai 2, and it's convoluted history, that's out on the PSP. That just came out, $39.99. So for around 200 bucks, you can get a new handheld system and a fighting game. Now, from what I'm hearing from sources on the interwebs, mm-hmm. Sony dropping the price on this seems to be a clever maneuver to move out the rest of their inventory before they release the redesigned PSP. Uh-oh. Is there definitely going to be a redesign? I was listening to a couple things today. As some people on some places were talking about, others were like, Shh, stop, stop it. don't talk about that anymore. We can't talk about that. So it sounds like some people are under NDAs about giving full information about a redesigned PSP. Uh-huh. It's always been rumored, because if you're going to put out a handheld and you're competing with Nintendo, what the hell right. else are you going to do? 
But I think this um, kind of helps that idea. I mm. still think you should not buy it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> it's see not worth the... it for just one or two Dragon Ball no, games. You've got to see what more... the PS Plight is like first. There's more games I want to play now. The new Mega Man looks awesome. And there's a bunch of cool puzzle games. Not worth it. We'll see. Still got a DS and tons of games to play. I know, I know. So that is it for the news, I think. Unless yes? more news drops. It'll drop and it'll be very hot. So in the meantime, I think we're going to move it into the topic for the week, which is manga. Jeff, this is the manga review of awesomeness. Couldn't come up with a better fucking title for this section. Manga. So, Julian, you are joining us in our manga review and analysis for the first time. We've done two volumes without you, and you're here for volume three. That is correct. I am very excited for this. So, for mm-hmm. those of you who haven't listened to these segments before or have and would like a refresher, what we do is every month we go one volume at a time of the graphic novel or Tonkabon, and we kind of give a little review of what happened in it and then our take on everything about it. We have a couple of perspectives where Mary and I have read it before. Julian has read it before in English and Japanese. And Jeff is reading through the manga for the first time ever. Ever. He's a Dragon Ball manga virgin. You're oh, a yeah. noob. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm a total noob. So let's uh, let's do a quick breeze through of the chapters in this volume, volume three. So you break out your manga at home and uh, get some hot cocoa. And feel free to read along and turn the page when you hear the chime. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> These will be chapters 25 through 36. So in chapter 25, we have Goku at Kamisenin's island, and he's bringing the mermaid there and kind of freaks out. trying to find a hottie. trying to find a hottie, and the mermaid thing doesn't seem to work out. Even though she is totally a hottie. She is. Just not, you know, in the bottom. And instead, we have a little wanker uh, kind of boat. What's the verb for boating besides boating? (laughs) How about boating? Sailing. Sailing. That's what I was... Well, he doesn't have a sail. It's not a sail. He's rowing. Rowing. There we go. Kind of rose up to the island. Gently. Okay. (laughs) Let's turn around. (laughs) Let's really not. (laughs) And we have a new, pretty much main character to the series now. Julian, who do we have? We have a certain diminutive uh, Buddhist monk-ish character called Kredin. Yay. And what does he bring for the old master? Porn. Lots and lots of porn. And with porn, you know, (laughs) training is a go, as they would say. (laughs) So we'll move on into chapter 26. The two of them are off in pursuit of, what, another uh, another hottie? Yes, because so far, Goku can't tell the difference between men and women. And, and I think uh, have someone along with him. And Krillin yeah. makes, I'm sorry, Kudirin calls- makes a great joke. He says, just so you know, I'm a guy. I'm a guy. Ulong <laughs> did the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I was wondering why that joke seemed familiar. Well, right. it's so funny. It is. <laughs> Just because and, Goku uh, has to be told. Right. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, uh, Kame Senin, what he actually calls the person that he wants them to find, is a uh, pichi pichi gyaru. Yes. Pichi pichi. A very familiar phrase to those uh, watching the Japanese version. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. 
So we move onwards and we have this uh, hot blonde kind of running away, driving away, hovering away. I love the technology in Dragon Ball. Away from the police. <laughs> and she's got bombs she's throwing back at him. She's got a pistol-type device. She is packing she heat. She is packing heat in all sorts of ways. And then she sneezes and falls off and police are you know, trying to apprehend her. And Goku, being the naive little turd he is, decides to go help this poor woman in distress. And uh, Kudadin runs off because he doesn't want to fight the police. They have guns and guns are bad. And so Goku beats up the police and he brings who we now know as lunch with them on Kintone. And she can ride it. So that tells us she's pure of heart. Would she not be able to ride it if she's in her blonde form? Oh, hell no, I bet not. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm that, overthinking. If we're going by the logic of uh, heart of pure evil, then uh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> mm. Good point. Moving on to chapter 27, they bring her back to the island, and Goku's off to find Kamisinin, who is uh, taking a dump. <laughs> he does that a yeah. lot in this series have you noticed well the that? thing is it's it's really funny because he goku knows no social decorum right so <laughs> like well he's um currently indisposed in the, well the uh, the the word they use in the japanese version is otearai so he's in the washroom right what's that <laughs> <laughs> so he's like he is using the toilet and he says oh he's taking a crap okay <laughs> So he goes in and gets him, and he brings him out, and he sees lunch and freaks way the hell out. And he's doing a little dance, and he's very happy. And she's got um, she's going to change, and Kudadin is like, oh, my God, that's awesome. She's going to change right here in front of us. And then she does the ditzy, oh, that's a good idea. She go inside kind of thing. <laughs> and everyone's very upset with him. She comes out in the frilly outfit. This is a great gag. Why does she come out in a frilly outfit? Because they want to see her in a frilly outfit. And to yes. make it seem appropriate, they're all wearing the frilly <laughs> outfits as well. <laughs> like, this is our official training uniform. <laughs> right. And this is where we learn kind of full on the whole sneeze thing. She sneezes. She turns blonde. And she's like, where the hell am I? Who are you? Why am I wearing this? I'm going to shoot you. And, yes. uh, and we... We see the, uh, what do they call it, hammer space at work where she just whips a machine gun out of nowhere. Yes, yes. yes exactly. Lovely. Next chapter, chapter 28. They are off. To train. To train, indeed. And so Kamisenin kind of uh, brings a house with him, and they're mm-hmm. on this little island. We've actually had an email about this island. I can't remember if it was in the Ask section or if it was an email to the podcast asking, like, how many people are on this island? Do they know who he is? Does he have to pay property taxes when he moves his house here? <laughs> There's about 300 people on the island, right. which Kamisenin says. But yeah. mm-hmm. We don't know if he has to, like, pay taxes or anything. They just <laughs> seem to be, you know, cool than being there. I'm right. sure he just owns the plot of land. He could do whatever the hell he That's wants with true. it. That's true. He's won some money in the past. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll much later find he's out. immortal i'm sure based off that he's rich <laughs> <laughs> so they're getting ready to train they're doing a little speed test and we find out that goku's footwear is a little torn up takes it off yeah. and he can run a lot faster so everyone's pretty impressed but kamisinin can run faster and that's pretty much this chapter and it ends with lunch chasing kudadin around with a knife oh yes <laughs> <laughs> next chapter 29 here this is where the training really gets going and this is when kamisinin draws the is it the kami symbol yep yep draws it on a rock and he throws it off into the distance and what was the point of this to show how sneaky krillin is because it's it's, it's part of the training you see whoever finds it first gets dinner in the other doesn't right so what does krillin do first 
He's a bad boy. He's he bad. Cheats. What does he do, Mary? He finds a similar rock and writes the symbol <laughs> on it, and he, you know, pretends to be, you know, huffing and puffing, right. and he runs up to Kame Sen, and he's like, "Hey, jerk, that's not my handwriting. Go back and actually find it." <laughs> so I love. We're already getting the character development of him. We've got porn. We've got. The running away, so he's kind of cowardly at the same time, but he does mm-hmm. these devious things. So I think he's got a nice dynamic to him already. And pretty much what happens is he steals it from Goku, who can smell because yeah. he's crazy like that. He's like an animal. Right. He steals it from him, but um, it ends with everyone getting food poisoning. Except for Goku. Except Goku, because he didn't get Because he lost. <laughs> so pretty much these chapters kind of end on gags. Chapter 30, the uh, additional training begins, and Goku has been sleeping with lunch, and this is kind of funny. <laughs> well, he's uh, completely innocent at this point. Right, right. In fact, if you think about it, aside from the fact that he has two sons, the the only hint you even get that he understands where babies come from <laughs> is when he starts making the deal with the old Kaioshin way yes. towards the end of the series. Yes. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, that's like the only remotely like perverted incident with like Goku, like knowingly on his part. By then he's gonna know something. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I, I think the usual line is that we, we assume that Chi Chi probably tricked him with food in order to yeah. uh, have his children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So more training begins, lots of running. They're delivering milk. This is stuff I really love. Uh, They're kind of helping people out on the island, running away from dinosaurs. And that's pretty much that chapter. Next chapter, 31, this is when they start... uh, What are they doing with the land here? Plowing? Yep. Except they have to do it by hand. Oh, and you know, there's construction work and education. It's all practical, but training. Right. It's kind of funny that the uh, inappropriateness of the things that Kamehsenin is having Goku read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. And we get to another kind of test here, and that's if you can move this rock, I'll teach you a special technique, because that's what they're very interested in. Kind of freaks him out. Goku can move this rock, and he's like, oh, I didn't mean that one. I'm sorry. I meant this huge one over here, which will come back to bite him in the ass a little bit later. Uh, (laughs) Running away from sharks, and then they get tied up to the tree, and he kind of irritates the bees and runs away. That's one of my favorite pictures, them all uh, bruised up from the bee stings. (laughs) Ouch. And this is when they get the turtle shells. That ends the chapter. They're going to have to start wearing these. So in addition to delivering the milk and all these assorted chores, they're now wearing these giant turtle shells on their back. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, it comes back to bite him in the ass. Goku can now move the rock and so can Kududin, although not as far. What is it, six months later, seven months Oh, let's see. I forget. I think it was six or seven. Yeah, because they said the tournament was going to be around like eight or nine months. Right. And it was a month before the tournament that they did this. At the beginning of 32, they said the tournament is five months away. So I actually don't know what that time is. So they spent like four months doing this? Oh, here we go. And one day with the tournament only a month away. So when they move the rock, the Budoka is one month away. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, and this volume is the first time we hear about the tournament. Right. And the kids are very excited. And that's all we hear about. That's like their only motivation, really. It's like, oh, my God, we might be able to get to be in the tournament. And so the training continues basically heavier turtle shell. And then uh, a little bit later, they want to test out what they're capable of doing. They take off the shells, and Kami Senin tells them to jump, and they are very impressed with how high they go. They didn't really realize... we do that by ourselves? (laughs) That was really the training, was to just overcome this and then be really surprised with how far you've come over that time. Just Mm -hmm. doing it gradually and progressively and constantly. And so Mm -hmm. we are off to the Tenkaichi 
Budokai. Budokai. So they have arrived. They're signing in. And this is when we finally get the classic gi for the characters with the kami symbol on it to show they have trained under the master himself. We're inside. They're announcing kind of the rules of the tournament. You know, don't kill. If you fall out, you lose. That kind of stuff. And we're learning about the blocks and the drawing of the numbers and all that kind of cool stuff. And uh, very quickly, they get into the fights. Goku fights a big guy. Very easily knocks him out. And Kududin comes across some of his fellow peers from the former temple. Oh, yes. His Odin Temple, which is a direct ripoff of uh, Shao, um, well, Shorin in Japanese, but Shaolin. Right. So I- instead of the um, the small grove temple, it's the many grove temple. <laughs> <laughs> Goku tells him to not put too much effort into it because very easily they're whipping the floor with these people. So we're on to the next chapter here, and uh, they're just kind of continuing the fights. They're all doing pretty well for themselves. They're advancing, and we see Yamcha. Yamcha is here. He has entered the tournament as well. He's got a nice new haircut to him. (laughs) His bone made him. (laughs) Whipped already. Looking pretty good there. And he's a little concerned about now he's going to... He was concerned about Goku at first. Then he sees the other kid. He's like, oh, shit. Now I got to shoot for (laughs) third place. This can't work out well. And the chapter ends kind of much with a little reunite between Kamisenin and Bunama's outside and and Oolong and the gang they're all together. So chapter 35 begins, we see the outside of the arena, a classic shot which we will see very many more times and uh, basically they're just kind of getting along with things and we're introduced to uh, the rest of the contestants one by one here. They're all drawing their numbers and we see them. The chapter ends with Kind of a two-page spread of the matchups. Match number one will be Bacterian versus Kudadin. Match number two will be Jay Chun. Is that how it is uh, in Japanese? It says Jackie Chun. Oh, it does say? Yeah, it okay. says Jackie Chun. Um, so it's the full thing. I think the problem was they didn't have enough space. Yeah, they ran out of space. Uh, match three is Nam versus Ranfran. Ranfran. Your name always bothered me. Julian, you do the pronunciation because you do it better than I do. Ranfran. It's uh, literally from Ranzeri to... Uh, no, what was the other thing? Uh, foundation, so l- lingerie, lingerie foundation, right. like cheesecake type things. Right. Uh. And then match number four will be Goku versus Giran. So chapter 36 begins. We have Bacterian versus Kududin, and uh, basically he's just crude, 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 Gross. disgusting. He's farting, he's sticking his hands down his pants, he's got boogers coming out of his mouth. And why is it that Goku is the smart one here? It's very out of character. It is very out of character. (laughs) He says, hey, you don't have a nose. This can't affect you. And he's like, oh, yeah, duh. And very easily (laughs) takes control of the fight. And uh, even though he's got that, like, loogie machine gun, but he's still able. And then he farts on him. Put it in. Farts on Bacterian. So a little uh, fuck you at the end of the match Interestingly enough, I think in the anime, he actually pulls down his pants to fart on him. But in the manga, he just farts. Nice. So that match ends with Kudadin as the victor. And that is uh, Volume 3 in the nutshell. And then... Well, don't ruin it for Jeff, because he hasn't read it yet. Okay. Well, we'll we'll get there. We will. So real quick, let's go through all the new characters that are introduced this volume. In Chapter 25, we have Kudadin. In Chapter 26, we have Lunch. In Chapter 35, we have the ever-present Tenkaichi Budokai announcer. Oh, yes. Very important. 
and without then the we, mustache yet. <laughs> he looks so young. I noticed that he too. Is. Like, oh, really? There's something about him that looks different. I had to study him for a few seconds, and I realized, ah, <laughs> oh, he has no mustache. And then we have all the other contestants in the kind of the finals of the Tinkaichi Budokai. Mm-hmm. Plot points. Uh, nothing too interesting, other than oh, maybe the whole Tenkaichi Budokai concept. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much a mainstay, right? Mm. But we do have lunch and the sneezing, and then she kind of forgets what's going on. We have Kududin and his initial character development. We have the two characters, Goku and Kududin, in their their orange gi with the symbol, which we will see pretty much the entire rest of the series. We're learning a little bit more about the Tenkaichi Budokai, like we were saying, um, the rules and the prize money. This is the twenty-first one. So overall impressions of this volume. Uh, loved it? Yes. Absolutely loved it. This is definitely one of my favorites. Julian, what about you? Oh, overall impression? Yeah. It's definitely a classic. Yeah. It really gets the second storyline rolling in the series, and it brings it in the direction that helps uh, change it into what makes Dragon Ball what we know of as Dragon Ball. After mm. all, I think it's the first appearance of the Budoka itself. So Right. Mary and Jeff both said this to me, and that so much stuff happens mm. in this volume. Right. You've got comedy, you've got you know, some cheesecake in the form of lunch. Right. And the tournament itself and just slapstick comedy all around. I mean, time is passing. Oh, yeah. Things are happening. Usually. Events. You see how much they improve over time. And one right. thing that I was keeping in the back of my mind when I was watching the or reading right. the uh, training chapters was, wow, I have an urge to work out right now. <laughs> exactly. It's because they're doing like these silly little tasks, but they're getting stronger. And it's weird. <laughs> like shows like this and other shonen shows in general, when I really get into it, I think, wow, I want to get stronger too. But I don't have to fight bad guys, so I don't really need to. It's weird. Well, Jeff's kind of an evil overlord. <laughs> What else, uh, Jeff? Yeah. You take it from here. What are you thinking? You know a good deal about the rest of the series, a lot Mm -hmm. about the Z era and kind of what it turns into. How are you finding this transition of the peel-off, almost pure slapstick stuff? We're getting into the fighting. We're starting to see maybe a little bit of techniques. I was going to say it was going to go into a different direction, and you could tell that because uh, the end of 2... Uh, volume 2 gave it away that, well, there's going to be some changes because right. the story could have ended right there. Right. It didn't have to continue. Now that it has, it actually uh, looks like it's being set up to go much longer than I think Toriyama expected. Right. I, so yeah. I think it's pretty apparent at this point he was saying to himself, all right, I'm going to do a little bit more with the series at this point. Right, because now he's explaining things that are happening a bit more and uh he's introducing more characters he's expanding the universe by just having more islands and locations and events right yeah and actually with the amount of time that's passing he's also showing that uh it's not far along until the dragon balls can be caught again so he's actually Ah, kind of giving some breathing room until the story can progress again oh yeah remember that whole giant plot point that i introduced (laughs) never even occurred to me maybe i need to get back to that again sometime soon (laughs) Hmm. but yeah i think it's uh i think it's kind of like i don't know if i were to compare this to another series it'd definitely Mm -hmm. be berserk because Hmm. uh the first two volumes are kind of like the first 13 volumes of Berserk or the just the entire anime mm-hmm. where it's this whole political drama and then after what whatever happens at the end of Berserk I can't <laughs> say uh, but the other 13 uh, volumes that come out later those are of a completely different mood and kind of a different mindset and Dragon Ball kind of follows the same thing at this point because mm-hmm. instead of becoming the slapstick I mean there's some comedy in, in volume 3 right. But it's not the same level of slapstick that was in the first two volumes. Mm. So now it's become this uh, 
much bigger thing than I right. think anyone who read the first of volumes could have imagined it would expand to. And we're going to have that again several times throughout the the rest of the manga, especially the uh, the Z era, if you will. So there's something about lunch that really bugs me. Okay. When she first appears, she seems to be very aware that she transforms. Mm. She goes, oh, when I sneeze and I change. That's but, true. She but, knows she transforms. But when she does transform, she doesn't seem to remember what she did. Right. So she's aware of the fact that she changes, but she has no memory of what she does in her other state. Hmm. So that bothered me. It's like, uh, well, why would she know that she does that? I think if you were going to uh, change your attitude every single time you sneezed, then, She'd catch on eventually. Yeah, I think even as dim-witted as she is. Yeah, exactly. She would know. She would be aware of it, but she would probably not either care or just. I mean, well, if it. I mean, how long has she been alive, and how long has this thing existed? You know, that's <laughs> another question you kind of have to get I into. I wish but. they explained that. That never yeah. occurred to me. Like, has this been since birth? Right. Or is this a reason? Was there a curse that was put on her or something? Was or she maybe pulling she machine guns at age three? Oh, fanfics. Go for it. <laughs> Krillin really becomes less nasty as time goes on. He does. Like, he was really jealous mm-hmm. in this volume, and later he comes to respect Goku. We're seeing the friendship really possible. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. almost immediately once the tournament starts. So it's, yeah, I guess it's pretty quickly that he drops his nasty attitude. Yeah. And he still keeps hints of it throughout the right. entire rest of the series. He still stays nice. a bit cowardly. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely not as mean-spirited, I think. So that's just one changing character that I noticed. Oh, I also think from an artistic uh, standpoint, actually, uh, you can really see the uh, change in body shape after their training. I mean, it's like you notice it as soon as they get to the ten- uh, Tenkaichi Budokai. You can totally see the muscles bulging from them. Beefy. Yeah, they're Even little boys. <laughs> <laughs> and like you, you wouldn't see, I, and I think that helps with that progression mm-hmm. of yeah, going definitely. into a completely different attitude because you know they were very stringy and very. Uh, you know, I mean, the slapstick helps because they looked elastic in the first two volumes, and now mm. they're beefcake. Right. So very. So they they can't get away with the same kind of slapstick that they did before, except with the other characters, not so much with. Goku and Krillin. That's a good point. We see a lot with Lunch and Bulma. And I really can't think of anything else to say about it other than this is just one of my favorite classic volumes of the manga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it's hard to not like the introduction of major friends That's and characters. True. Characters we know and love mm-hmm. and have known for a decade now mm-hmm. ourselves. Oh, yeah. Wow. Krillin grows, man. Yeah, he's so stumpy like... when when he first appears, but we know later <laughs> yeah. on he gets you know you can see his appendages oh, yeah. a bit more. Already by the tournament, he's uh, a lot more proportional. Maybe he's not quite you know a lump with eyeballs. Oh, I just love that. <laughs> like when you first see him, he's a beetle, and then he's just, like, <laughs> he grows limbs. <laughs> Uh, so uh, next month we will move into volume four, which I believe does that go through the entire twenty-first Tenkaichi? Let's look. So volume four will bring us through the majority of the rest of the tournament, and then uh, we're moving onwards from there. So I'm looking forward to it. I do love this tournament very much. It's not my favorite, but it's high up there. I enjoy it. So we will check you back next month with volume four. And until then, we got more podcasts to do. Whoa. So let's move on into releases. Let's do a quick recap of what has come out thus far in April. It's actually uh, all on April 4th. Mary, start us off. 
Okay, on April 4th in Japan, we had the Dragon Ball R2 DVD single disc releases. These were volumes 1, 2, and 3, which cover episodes 1 through 18. So, kind of into what we were talking about with this volume. Oh my god, you're right, yeah. Because、oh, the first 13、that. episodes are peel off and、right. then. Gets into the training. Oh, I like those episodes. Nice. I, I just read it. <laughs> I'm going to say how great it was. How redundant. Anyway, $39.90 yen a pop, and you can find these on CG. Japan. Amazon、mm. Japan and Play Asia, all those great places. Okay, so places. lots of places. Yes. Pick your favorite Japanese online retailer. Yeah. And then, and then have a Julian, go. Julian, I gotta give it to you. What else came out on the fourth? It's the Anamanga again.、Yeah. Super、oh. Saiyajin Frieza Arc, volume four, 710 yen. Woo. Oh, I'm sorry. On April 18th, over in Spain, we have La Saga de Frieza. DVD volume 10 here. This contains episodes 73 through 80. They're €29.95 Euros a pop. And you can find more information on these on zonadvd.com or zonadvd.com, as Julian would mix up the languages there. <laughs> uh, these are kind of single releases from quasi Dragon Box Masters over in Spain with tons of languages. Very cool stuff. That's April, and there's a ton of more stuff coming out in May, so、um, we will hit those up, I guess, when we get to May. It's early April now.、Yep. So we'll hold off on that stuff. Cool. And instead, we're going to move it on into the emails. Woo! This week's emails will be brought to you by a bottle of Dosi Kis and Jeff. Oh dear. Though they are not currently connected at this moment. That's very true. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you take our first email here from Mushfik? Mushfik. Interesting. And I、huh. believe that Mushfik here is writing to us from Singapore. Singapore, indeed. Currently a freshman, National University of Singapore, doing electrical engineering. And as he says, he is also an avid fan of DBZ. That's stunning. Let's see what he has to say. I started listening to your podcast quite recently, and I think it is entertaining and enlightening. Success! <gasps> Nicely done. 199 billion people ago. <laughs> My question does not have a direct answer, but I would like to get your views on it. What do you think about the ascended Saiyan levels? Like, are they really Saiyan transformation levels? It occurred to me that it actually is just pumping up muscles, which is nothing special and anyone can do, as Cell said. As we know, Frieza and probably Kame Senin did the same thing. Cell also did the same and showed it. Some say Cell could do it because he had Saiyajin cells, but then what about Frieza and Kame Senin? And can Broly be considered a crazy, all powerful Saiyajin who powered up this way to a much larger extent than the others? What do you think? Well, this gets into a whole bunch of stuff. This involves transformations and giving names to stages and all sorts of other stuff, but we do have some resources for you. We have、yes. the transformation guide on Dyson. And we have Julian. Hi. Hello. You didn't have the Kanzenban on you, but luckily I have the entire Cell Saga in the Kanzenban. Nice. So、uh, I scanned them for you. Let's talk. Where do we want to start? First thing I want to talk about, I actually asked you this the other day, Julian,、mm-hmm. and you didn't have an answer for me. I've noticed we have Kami Senin who does this. 
He's uh, an old man. Uh, he's not quite the drunken master, but other characters will play that role. The old dude who's got the, the long beard, you know, that kind of character. Yeah, who, the, the wise sage. Exactly. Who's also a big pervert. <laughs> Precisely. He does the giant buff-up move and unleashes a giant special attack. Now, I've also noticed this in lots of video games as well, and I think I'm getting the right character here. Chin Gintsai from King of Fighters. Uh, I was playing Neo Geo Battle Coliseum the other day, and he did the exact same thing to me. He's an old man, just that exact same kind of character, buffed up and unleashed a special attack. Now, my question to Julian was, is this some cultural thing that we just don't know the origin of? Not specifically, oh, old man and old man buffs up, but like this very distinct old man buffs up, super attack, goes back to normal kind of thing. And the answer is, I don't know. Well, we got no idea. So I'm kind of hoping that someone else out there, maybe we'll know some more examples of these kind of characters. It can be from other uh, series, from video games, that kind of stuff. Let us know. I'd like to know what other characters play this kind of role. If, are you saying it's like if just a, an older type of character just does a random like super buff like, pose and then just does a super move? Yeah. Huh. I never realized that was like, you know, something that was specifically towards that type of character. I always just thought characters did it of any sort. Yeah, I thought the same thing, but I've noticed it a lot with that exact same type of character design specifically. Oh. So that's intriguing to me. We don't really know the answer, so hopefully someone else out there will. But let's move over into the Saiyajin transformations. Now we have a little bit about this over on the transformation guide page. So Julian, fandom has always called this Ultra Super Saiyajin, yep. but it does kind of have a, a name to it. It's kind of, it's like it's transformations of the... Uh first stage of Super Saiyajin. Right. That is to say that they're kind of buffed up versions of you know, the standard kind of uh, regular level. And there's three stages within this stage. The first one being just regular old Super Saiyajin. And then there's Super Saiyajin Dai Ni Dankai and then Super Saiyajin Dai San Dankai, with the Ni and the San meaning two and three respectively, so stages one, two, and three of the same transformation. So in addition to regular Super Saiyajin, Super Saiyajin 2, and Super Saiyajin 3, we have three within the first one. And this is incredibly confusing. I don't think it's mm -hmm. ever explicit in the show, is it? It kind of is. Now, Julian, I do have some stuff from the manga that I sent over to you. What does it say in there? Okay, so, well, Gohan is training, and he, he notices his father powering up, and senses the power, and he goes over, he's like, Wow, Dad, you're surpassing Super Saiyajin, and... Goku doesn't really deny this, but uh, what he says is basically along the lines of oh, what, what, what he says in Japanese is "sadani mo ichidankai no henshin ga kanoda," which is uh, roughly yes, it's already possible to transform the first stage, and he demonstrates this by powering up even more. Right. <laughs> And it's not exactly clear what he's talking about, whether he's talking about the first stage past the regular level of Super Saiyajin. Yeah, or... a lot of this is context. Like, later on, we explicitly see Super Saiyajin 2 and Super Saiyajin 3, which, as we've mentioned, Goku retroactively names in the Buu Saga. So these... 
if you go through the rest of the series, we can pretty much determine that they are transformations, as Goku says, transformations of the first stage. So it's kind of a subset of Super Saiyan. So it's, yeah, basically buffing up. Right. And uh, the actual names for these stages, I took them from the Daizenshu. Uh, I, oh man, which one was it? I believe it was Story Guide, Daizenshu 2, which has the character histories. And for the main characters, it breaks down all of the stages that they went through, and it gives them kind of names. And a lot of them, like Gohan, it just says Saikyo no Gohan, the strongest Gohan. But for things like these, it does specifically have a name for it, and that's where we get the Super Saiyan Jindai Ni Dankai and Super Saiyan Dai San Dankai from. So these do have names, and they are certain things from the series. Mm-hmm. How about Broly, though? Broly is kind of a thing unto himself. Yeah. He He's has special. his own name for a stage. It's a name of him, and it's a name of his stage, which is Densetsu no Super Saiyajin, or just Legendary Super Saiyajin. Now, whether it is or not, is up to you. Yeah, that's up to you to decide, but it's very explicitly named that as a stage in the Daizenshu, in the movie Tonkobon, so we know that for a fact. And um, blah, 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 Broly, strong, smash, smash. I think that answers that. What about Frieza? Just buffing up 100% power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing to him. So there you uh, go. I was going to say, can I actually throw in, like, my 10 cents on this one? Yes, please. Because you haven't read all of this stuff. No, not yet. I mean, just as far as I've known from what I've seen so far in Z. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, because my understanding of uh, going Saiyajin is just like... Well, like they say in the email, actually, it's just like buffing up. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then I wouldn't necessarily think if one person's going to go Saiyajin, it's going to go the same way for someone else. Uh, because mm-hmm. if it's like a muscle pumping thing, then it's going to be relative to whoever is doing it. So, I mean, it's kind of like saying, uh, you know, I have a Honda. It's going to drive different than your Saturn. You know, but like my engine revs up differently than yours does. So if someone's going to go Saiyajin, then they're going to give names to it because they have their own personal way of doing it. But if someone's going to pump up their own way, then it's probably not going to be in the same style or uh, even go. It's not going to upgrade the same way. Like maybe they'll be stronger, but they may not be as strong as someone else if they're level three. You know, like it. I think it's more personal than just like saying, "Oh, let's apply level three to someone." and they'll be just as strong as someone else on level 3. I don't think it works like that. You know what? Just to jump off of that, I think that's what they were trying to do in the Cell Saga when Gohan went Super Saiyan 2. It didn't have a name then. All they knew was this half-breed kid went further than Goku and Vegeta did. Now, Trunks went, uh, whatever, Super Saiyan Grade 3. That wasn't Super Saiyan 2. But Gohan did it, and it seemed like that's kind of where they were going with that. For him, it was different. He was different. He was able to do something pretty neat. Right. So So it's not like a default but something that's more personal that you could say is like a level 3, but only if you're referring to the same character. Interesting. And then it turns into everyone can do it, so it is kind of a default name. Yeah. But good stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the next email from Geraldo. I think Geraldo. I'm going to say Geraldo. You know what? I say Geraldo because I'm wrong. And he got people to fight on TV. Well, Geraldo here says, Hello, everyone. My name is Geraldo. Geraldo. Obviously, I'm Hispanic. Well, he's Hispanic. And I have been listening to the podcast since around January of this year. I have a lot of fun listening to all of you and the occasional guests. Well, thank you. I've been watching up, and right now I am in episode 33. I know this is a bit late, but I wanted to comment on the Project Doom Rider that was mentioned in episode 42. I've seen a lot of AMVs for all kinds of anime on YouTube, and I want to let you all know that this is literally the best AMV I have ever seen. 
It was so good. I'm going to show it to everyone I can. I love the song that was used, especially halfway through when the song sort of changes. Bye. Keep up the good work. Aww. <laughs> oh, YouTube. That's Thanks. so sweet. Now, the reason why I wanted to have this here was kind of because Jeff is here. Yay. But I also want to address it because a lot of people nowadays are coming to, say, YouTube and seeing the same kind of AMVs that have always been made, but they're so readily and immediately accessible now. And this was a huge thing over on Anime News Network with Answer Man. All AMVs are to suck, mm. you know? And I don't know how to really politely say it. So just say it. So I'll just say it. But Mary, myself, and Jeff, I don't know how to say, like, we're real AMV makers. No, I, I wouldn't phrase it like that. I would say we right. put you're, you're in more skilled. effort than the casual AMV editor that's right. just like, oh, okay, this is cool. Let me just pump out something to a song or, I like. you know what? I'm just going to uh, not even sync it up, but just put like start an episode at the beginning and put it to a right. song I like. And uh, that'll be good, that. right? We, we all made videos like that before. But I think the difference is we've been doing it for years and years and years now. Oh, I got it. We take the hobby seriously. Yeah. Sometimes too sometimes, seriously. Sometimes. <laughs> not all. But just more. So. Right. It's actually something we're involved with. We right. send to it's an actual fandom rather than a passing fancy of, oh, okay, I'll just try this out and throw it up on YouTube. This yeah, is something right. that That's we dedicate sure. months to mm. for like, like a single project. <laughs> Case in point, Doom Rider, which was a two or three year endeavor. Right. Yeah. So YouTube doesn't really do it justice. Oh, yeah. Please don't watch Doom Rider on YouTube. It makes my heart cry and cry and then it dies. Turn. But we wished you back with the Dragon Balls. Yes, you did. So thank you for checking out Doom Rider. If you like that, um, Mary and myself and Jeff have lots of other stuff up for download. And if you want suggestions and other things to check out, we actually have a guide to good Dragon Ball music videos on Daisenshu EX. It's just horribly out of date. Uh, it actually ain't that bad. I've really? watched some recent stuff. I do have one or two that I'd like to add. Okay. So maybe I'll do that sometimes. Maybe I'll put one up with this episode. A recent one that I've seen that I like. Okay. So that gives me incentive to further update the website. Wasn't there a good Gohan video? Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, freaky. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Geraldo, let's move on to the next email. I can't say this one wrong. From Sean Shoemaker. Uh, or was Schumacher. Sean Schumacher. Damn it! <laughs> no, I think that'd be, that the, one. that'd be the C-H right. pronunciation. Jeff, what's Sean say? All right, Sean says, uh, according to an article on AnimeOnDVD.com, dated March 17th, Production IG is set to release Region 2 box sets of the two Ghost in the Shell standalone complex seasons. Now you're saying, so what, right? Well, not only are they including the as-expected Japanese 5.1 audio track, but they're also including Japanese subtitles and the English 5.1 track. So here's my Dragon Ball question for the podcast. Could Toei possibly do something similar? I know they spent all the time releasing the Dragon Boxes, and it's not feasible for them to go back now and do it again. However, does Toei have this option? Does Toei own the English language tracks, even though Funimation produced them? I think they could make a fortune if they just released a Dragon Box with Japanese 5.1 and include Steve's Simmons subtitles. I know I'd buy them, and I bet so would most of your listeners as well. What do you think? No, it's totally not feasible, or why would they do it? It's such a long series. Another thing to keep in mind is the age of the series. They're not going to put out a 5.1 track of a 291-episode series that started in 1989. However, the thing I want to address with this is a good point. Does Toei automatically own the license to all these alternate audio tracks produced throughout the world. And the example I want to use here is actually from the first DBZ Dragon Box. In its extras, it has clips from a bunch of different countries. 
This is pretty neat. And there is the U.S., and they had to pick season three stuff, like the worst representation of DBZ in this country. That's what they chose. Uh, They also have China, France, Italy, Korea, and Portugal. So I wonder, did Toei come to Funimation and say, hey, can we use this clip that you have? Or did they just rip it off the DVD and put it out there as one of their extras, you know? Like, do they have to even ask before they do it? Because Funimation owns their own production, which is essentially only the audio. They don't own the video. I mean, a lot of this is just speculation. We don't do contracts. They're not going to tell us what's in their contract. So we can only speculate on it. But what do you guys think? Can Toei just kind of grab whatever they want? I would think they can. I, I think so, too. I would think so, too. Hmm. But within limits. That's I think true. maybe some of them they could they have to ask. But maybe, I mean, they have to actually, well. They had to get it in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I was just about, th- I was just thinking about some guy from Toei with a badge walking into, like, an anime store picking up a, <laughs> the DVD like and flying DVD, back right? to you know, no. Japan. And uh, well. some of these clips look like absolute ass. So I don't know <laughs> if they were just, like, some TV masters that they had. I forget which one looked really bad. It they was, didn't take the audio and put it to their own remastered no, footage? No, the video footage was definitely from those countries. Wow, so that's they weird. were just I was just going to say, they were just going to do it as like a retrospective of just what everyone else is doing. And yeah. treating the footage, I guess. Right. So no treatment means they're just taking the footage and putting it in their own DVD. So maybe they requested a couple scenes from a couple different countries and just took what they got and used it. And considering they it, seem pretty yeah. arbitrary. Well, considering it's an extra, they're not technically right. making any more money off of it, so right. it's not like they really had to worry about any kind of issues. But they own the original material, so if they were going to get sued for it, well, then that yeah, would have well, been Yeah, what are they going to do? They're going to sue Toei? Yeah, like, you like, can't okay, really do that. you can't put out Dragon Ball anymore, then. Right. There goes Funimation's money. Right. I mean, even on a legal standpoint, what, that's, that's going to get you two bucks <laughs> in residuals. That's, like, not even worth it. Right. But Japanese Dragon Ball Z with subtitles, English subtitles, I don't think it's worth it to anyone. That's what Funimation is here for. I really don't know why that... Julian, I know there's a lot of stuff that comes out in Japan with English subtitles. Sometimes it's movies, sometimes it's short OVA series. I've never seen a whole, complete, long TV series come out with subtitles. Well, I mean, it's an awful lot of work to do considering the main audience for the sets are people who don't speak English. Right. So there's really no reason to put it out over there. We don't have the reverse importation problem where we buy tons of stuff from Japan. That's more of a niche thing that we do, whereas a lot of Japanese people do the reverse importation thing where they buy the American stuff because it's so much cheaper. So I don't think we have that problem. Actually, I would like to ask a question just uh, on this topic. Because uh, I have, you know, I have uh, the Region Two FLCL. I was, yeah, I was thinking about that. You're one. just thinking about, it. yeah, because I mean, I have those, and they didn't do uh, the first DVD, but they did first dozen, right? Yeah, Two but they did the other five, subs. right? So what's the reason behind it? I don't know. Like, why would they even bother? Yeah, I mean, no one. I mean, I, barely anyone even knows about the Region Two boxes. It's a great question. Anyone know why they do that? Let us know. Send us an email. Indeed. Any questions, comments, concerns, hopes, dreams, aspirations, hate mail, send them to podcast at dizex.com. Or love mail. Or marriage proposals. No, none of those anymore. (laughs) D-A-I-Z-E-X.com, podcast at. And I think that's going to wrap up the episode. Let's do a contest. You're giving away, Mike. I'm going to give away Jeff. What? We'll auction off the men of the podcast for some <laughs> like, lucky ladies One out by there. one Ooh. until only Mary's left. No. Hey. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. <laughs> so does Mike. It's so, so yeah. Julian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so all Julian. the men of Dyson Shriex are taken. Oh, my God. I guess this doesn't work so much. That's true. <laughs> wow. We're awesome. We're whipped. <laughs> we're all whipped. <laughs> 
So, okay. closing thoughts. Well, we have lots of cool episodes coming up. We have reviews. Um, we actually have some more things directly related to the series and commentaries on plot points, and characters, and that kind of cool stuff. So look forward to all of that. Let's get rid of Jeff over here. Whee! Jeff, uh, what you got? Um, not much. Well, I mean, you know, there's always my website. Maybe I'll talk about that. It is www.jhgfd.com. And as Mike said, you know, there I have done a couple videos. If you do want to check them out, they are on the site. Uh, a few previews there. If you want to download them, of course, you got to go to amv.org. But um, I'll link to your profile again. Yeah, yeah. Just go to my profile. It's uh, you'll put a link up for that. I will. Awesome. So you can always go there to check out the videos. Cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's say goodbye to Mary. Bye-bye. You're looking a little tired. Long I day. am. I have a red eye. Ooh. It's stinging Aww. me like hell. Tower woke me up at 5.30. I was pissed. Oh, yeah. Me too. I did me not too. go back to sleep. I did. I'm sorry you didn't. <laughs> so, Mary, you're sleepy. Let's get rid of you. Yeah. You can be found online at Temple O Fucking Trunks. I should make that site. That totally. Be, you'd be pissed off, but I, I it should be done. I don't know you'd be able to actually buy that domain name, though. I wouldn't. I don't think they allow that shit. Oh, you're no? probably right. I don't think so. Huh. Some I can bullshit. But anyways, templeotrunks.com. Anyway, that's right. Is exactly as you said. Temple O Trunks. No hyphens, dot no com. parentheses. Oh, one word. Just O. Not of O. Temple O. Righto, righto, lefto, lefto. What's the <laughs> Turn song? and smile. <laughs> Julian. Yeah. You and I can be found at the Dyson shoe of the E to the X plus Alpha. Right. Anyways, but that can be found at www.daizex.com or dyzex.com. And that's very true. Yes. So you can be around next week. Let me think. I uh, should be around next week, but the weekend after I will be in Boston. Oh, you going to Anime Boston? Yes, maybe I'll even give you some live convention coverage. That'd be cool. Uh, Maggie's going. Yeah. Oh, nice. So go hang out with Maggie. I wasn't aware that she was going to this one. Uh, I think she just decided. I just yeah. read it. So cool. So if you're All going right. to Anime Boston, you can hang out with Julian and Maggie. Unless they don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't speak on behalf of Maggie. I know she listens to the show, so we apologize. Okay. But uh, you can say hi. So I guess let's get rid of everyone and we'll head off into the land of the rest of Friday evening for Jeff over here and for Mary and for Julian up yonder. I am Mike Labrie, Vegito EX, and I can't believe I didn't say this sooner. Ah, Dyson Shu EX Podcast. Konjumo kite kudasatte arigatou gozaimasu. Jikai wo o tanoshimi ni.